Hallelujah. For your goodness and your mercy toward us, we offer praise. Stand with me, please. Father, we thank you for what you have done. Speak to us in Jesus' name. Let the words of our mouth, the meditation of our heart, be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and redeemer. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to go to Genesis, the 18th chapter this morning. The children are being dismissed for children's church. All these babies, that means that we have a growing church. We offer praise. We chapter of Genesis and um, I want to begin reading in the 17th verse and the Lord said shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I do seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it which has come unto me and if not I will know and the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom but Abraham stood yet before the Lord and Abraham drew near and said wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked pre-adventure there Be 50 righteous within the city. Will thou also destroy and not spare the place for 50 righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner to slay the righteous with the wicked. And that the righteous should be as the wicked that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city then 
I will spare all the places for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak upon the Lord which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Will I destroy the city for lack of five? And he said, If I find there forty, five, I will not destroy it. The 31st verse. And he said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty. And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but one more time. If there are ten that are found righteous, he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way, and as soon as he left communing with Abraham, Abraham returned unto his place. This is the word of the Lord. I want to talk um, today from these words, Lord, please spare the city. Lord, please spare the city. Um, my heart today and my mind is really uh, inclined toward um, the advancement of people. Um, I have a great burden uh, for uh, people and uh, especially those who... Um, are downtrodden and those who do not know Jesus Christ and um, those who um, have not entered into the right fellowship with God but yet need to uh, experience the witness of the gospel. The Bible says if the gospel be hid, it is hid to those who are lost. Um, if people are engaging in unrighteous activity and living uh, ungodly lifestyle or behavior, perhaps it could be that uh, no one has taken the time to intercede on their behalf. Maybe no one took the time to witness to them or to share Jesus Christ with them. How often do we walk past people and we never talk to them about God? How often do we walk past people and we never share our faith with them? It's interesting to me how um, Christians can get involved in these pyramids. And I'm not saying that I am against them. I've uh, gotten into them too. And I got one that I want you to help me work as well. Uh, I want to sell this coffee here. But uh, it's interesting to me how Christians can uh, get into Mary Kay and get into Avon and get into Amway and get into uh, uh, coffee sales and get into diet pill sales and get into diet shake sales and whatever selling vacuum cleaners and whatever else uh, selling um, uh, spices and uh, uh, Watts spices, black pepper and uh, flavoring and all that kind of stuff. And everywhere we go, we have a business card. Everywhere you go, you got a Mary Kay book. Everywhere you go, you have an Avon book. And you are aggressive about talking about your business. You are aggressive. You can't even uh, say, hello, how are you doing good without you trying to shove your business down somebody's throat. 
Maybe it wasn't you, but maybe you were the one on the other end where it just, you just hated to answer the telephone. You just hated to see them coming because every time they came your way, you knew that they were going to try to sell you something. You acted like you were not at home. You didn't open the door. You didn't open the blinds because you just did not want to be bothered. They were just that aggressive. It is so baffling to me how we can be that committed to talking about things that really uh, have not proven to be fruitful in our lives. We go to these meetings, we spend six and seven hundred dollars and one and two thousand dollars to come in on these different tiers and they talk about how you can be a millionaire and how you can win a Cadillac and how you can win a Mercedes-Benz. Anybody in here ever got the pink Cadillac? I'm just asking y'all. Now, you know, don't, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Anybody ever got that Mercedes-Benz? Amen. But yet and still, we are so aggressive about those things. It's interesting to me how uh, when we know that we have had an experience with God and that God has changed our lives and God has done for us what no one else could do for us but God, but we are so quiet with our witness. We don't talk about our church. We don't talk about our faith. We don't talk about how good God has been. If God has been good to you everywhere you go, you should be talking about God. If God has done something in your life every time you get a chance, you ought to be talking about how great God is. If God has blessed you every time you get a moment, every time you get an opportunity, you ought to be talking about how God has freed you, how God has blessed you, how God has delivered you, how God has changed your life. You ought to be talking about that if God has really done something for you. But let me ask, perhaps you have not had a real experience with him. Because when you have had a real experience with God, you are excited at the mention of God's name. Every time you get the opportunity to talk about him, it does something to you. Every time you think of the goodness of Jesus, it ought to make you happy. It ought to make you excited. Every time you have an opportunity to wave your hand and tell God how much you appreciate him, you ought to be waving your hand. Every time you're asked to give God glory, you ought to gladly do it. I believe the psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. He went on and said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. When you really have had an experience with God, you want everybody to know about it. You really know who God is. And I would like to challenge you today. If it's hard for you to praise God. If it is hard for you to worship God. If it is hard for you to live for God. Maybe you need to check your relationship with God. Maybe you need to check whether or not you have had an authentic or real experience with God. Because when you really know who God is. Nobody has to pump you up. Nobody has to prime you. Nobody has to sell God to you. You know we spend an hour in prayer and worship then we spend 20 minutes listening to the choir sing because we're trying to convince you about how good God has been to you we're trying to tell you God is a good God we wear that out for a whole hour yes he is yes he is yes he is he'll heal your body he'll save your soul he'll wake you up this morning start you on your way yes he will yes he will yes he will trying to convince you that God is good to you but if you really knew how good God had been to you if you really knew that it was the angels of the Lord that were encamped around about you that kept the hand of death from coming now your dwelling that stopped the burglar from breaking in your house you would not be sitting in your seat but you would be giving God the glory 
you'd be giving him the praise. But we're quiet with our witness. We are quiet with our witness. But the Bible uh, gives us to know to let our light so shine so that men and women will see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. You ought to have a burden for people. You ought to have a burden for souls. When God saved you, he did not save you just for yourself. Every time you go to church, somebody ought to be in your car with you. First of all, your children ought to be in your car. Don't walk past the bedroom, leaving them in the bed. You ought to nudge your children, wake them up and tell them we're going to church today. Come on. Amen. Your neighbors, you ought to knock on that door telling your neighbors, listen, we got church today. I want you to come and be in church with me today. You ought to always evangelize and share the good news about Jesus Christ with somebody else. Amen. The Bible gives us to know uh, here that uh, God hates sin. We understand that God hates sin and the world is sin sick. Our world is sin sick. Our world is in trouble. Sin will destroy you. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. Sin will destroy you. Sin will kill you. Sin will rot you. It's something a people that are engaged in a miserable life of sin. How much older than you they look. Amen. You know they're two and three years younger than you, but they look 20 and 30 years older than you. They have just given themselves over to sin. They just look bad. Have you ever ran into somebody that you hadn't seen in a long time? You went to high school with them. You went to grammar school with them, but they just look terrible. Just look terrible. You just, just look bad. And it makes you, puts a smile on your face, don't it? Puts a smile. You say, well, I may be 50 pounds heavier, but I still got a baby face. Amen. You may, it makes you feel good. I still, still got at least three of my teeth left. You know, they, they ain't got none. It makes, you, it makes you feel good about yourself. But, you know, sin uh, is like a degenerating disease. Sin, it eats away at you. Sin, it destroys you. And God hates sin desperately he hates sin but thank God for Jesus because if it were not for Jesus y'all we all would be doomed we all would be dead right now but Jesus is that mediator Jesus is our intercessor Jesus is the one that came from heaven to earth and has now descended from earth to glory he came to spare our lives he came to save us he came to give us an opportunity to have a right to the tree of life he came to give us an opportunity to have new life he came for that purpose and so we thank God for him because when God in his judgment looks at us and looks at the sin in our lives and looks at the wrongdoing in our lives he looks at us and he says that your sentence is death God says I'm getting ready to kill you and then Jesus steps in and the Bible says he sits at the right hand of the father making intercession for us Jesus steps in and said father please forgive them for they don't know what they do give them just one more chance give them just one more opportunity please I'm pleading the Bible said that he is making intercession for us because God does not understand your sin God does not understand the wrongdoing that we do but the Bible said as a matter of fact that God turns his face he can't even look at it but thank God for Jesus because when Jesus came to the earth Jesus was tempted at all points he was tempted just like 
you are tempted. He went through just like you went through. But the only thing that differs him from us is that he was without sin. And the reason why he was without sin was to prove that we can overcome and we can conquer sin. You don't have to live in sin. You do not have to live beneath your privilege. You do not have to be bound by the powers of Satan. But you can walk in holiness. You can walk in righteousness. You can walk in freedom. You can get over it. Somebody say, yes, I can. You can get over it. And all too often we have surrendered our will to things that are trying to control us because we did not believe that we could do any better. Didn't believe that we could get over it. Didn't believe that we could live saved. Didn't believe that we could live a better way. But I want you to know that there is a more excellent way. And you can be delivered from your sin. You can be delivered from whatever it is that's trying to control you. You can be delivered no longer does sin have control over us no longer does sin tell you what to do and how to do it and where to go and what to say but you can get control over sin you can tell the devil that he is a liar you can tell the devil I don't do that anymore things I used to do I don't do no more places I used to go I don't go no more because I have been changed I've been sanctified I have been turned around is there anybody in here today that will be honest and say that God changed your mind God changed your heart he gave you a new direction you were on your way to hell but one day you heard the voice of God speaking to you you heard the message you heard somebody tell you that you can come out of your sin you heard a message it didn't make you feel good it wasn't comfortable everything we hear over the pulpit ain't comfortable but if we allow it to do us some good it will clean us up if we allow it to penetrate our heart it will call us out of our sin and it will introduce us to a new way of living. Is there anybody here that is here? I thank God because I've been introduced to a new way of living. Woo. And when you give up your sin, I'm almost done. I'm going to go somewhere and I'll be done. But when you are introduced to a new way of living, isn't it a better feeling? in a holiness a better feeling you don't have to duck and dodge anymore you don't feel dirty you don't feel nasty anymore you don't feel shame anymore you don't feel guilty anymore you're living a clean life you're living a holy life so what what they know about what you used to do I am not qualified or disqualified by my past but I am qualified by the choice that I made in my present and every day of my life I'm making up in my mind but I've decided to follow Jesus every day of my life I've decided to live holy every day of my life I've decided to live right every day of my life I'm making that decision that I'm putting off the old man and I'm putting on the new man and I'm not allowing my old mind to control me but I'm letting this mind be in me which was also in Christ Jesus and because of the fact that God saved me because of the fact that God delivered me I am so excited I can't keep it to myself God has been so good to me until I want everybody to be saved I want my family to be delivered I want my sisters and brothers to be saved I want my parents to be saved I want my kids to be saved I can't keep this to myself God has been so good to me everybody I know I gotta tell them about how good God has been to me because he changed me he rearranged me he restored me I was on my way out of here but he gave me one more chance 
Is there anybody in here that said, I thank God that he gave me another chance? Wasn't fit to live and not ready to die, but he gave me another chance. <laughs> Anybody here say, I had a habit that I just couldn't kick, but, but I thank God that he delivered me. Uh, yes, addicted to sin and couldn't get over it, uh, but I, I thank God that he delivered me. Uh, and I was on my way to hell, not by myself, uh, but there were some others that we were going to hell together. Together, huh? but I don't know why Jesus loved me. Huh? I don't know why He cared about me, huh? but He looked beyond my fault huh? and He pulled me out of the mess. Huh? He pulled me out of the rubbish huh? and He saw my pitiful black soul huh? and He saved me. Huh? And now I want to pray huh? that everybody else huh? that I was on my way to hell with. Huh? I want them to be delivered. I don't want nobody to be lost. If God has really saved you. You ought to have a burden for somebody else. It ought to cause your heart to tremble when you see people that are lost. And I tell you, it is devastating for me as I look around our communities and not just look around the world the things that I see it is devastating to me to see the state that the enemy has confused and tricked our people to be in he has tricked the people of God and I say they are the people of God because all souls belong to God he has tricked people into living beneath their privileges he has tricked people into not knowing who they are or what their real potential is in God uh, the devil will trick you if you allow him to uh, we have people that are wandering up and down the streets aimlessly uh, don't have any sense of direction uh, oh my god given to criminalistic behavior and activity uh, abusing their bodies and are abusing their own mentality uh, because they don't know what their potential is in God uh, Satan has deceived them he has tricked them and pulled the wool over their eyes. In this city alone, the poverty rate is at an all-time high. We have one of the greatest unemployment rates in the nation. Right here in the city of Milwaukee, we have one of the highest rates of individuals addicted to drugs. Right here in the city of Milwaukee, this is a city that is known as one of the poorest uh, amongst the inner city uh, one of the poorest inner cities in America uh, right here in Milwaukee uh, we are a city that is known as having one of the highest murder rates uh, every day in the beginning of this year somebody was being killed uh, this year, every day in this city. Oh my God, sin is running rampant in the cities of Milwaukee. Our boys and our girls are selling dope on the street corners. And those that aren't selling it are shooting their veins up and snorting up their nostrils and overdosing from drugs, from crack and cocaine. Our girls are prostituting their on the streets our men are hustling and turning tricks up and down the streets of 
this city and God is not pleased with what's going on in the city oh my God it seemed like you can't be safe anywhere right here in our city just a few weeks ago a very terrible individual walked up into a place of worship it wasn't a place of Christian worship but it was a place of worship nonetheless shot up the people in the seat temple uh, oh my god no regard for their relationship with their family uh, no regard for the value of life uh, and it was all over cne uh, michelle obama just came here uh, yes the president made a statement and sent word uh, yeah it made the news and it's still being in the news uh, but i've got news for cnn uh, and fox network uh, we got some boys that are being shot up in our community huh? every single day. Huh? We got some girls that are losing their lives, being beat half to death huh? right in our community every single day. Huh? Sin has gripped the minds and the hearts huh? of people everywhere. Huh? And God's judgment is getting ready to come huh? to the city. Huh? And my prayer today is, huh? God, before you destroy the city, huh? will you please have mercy huh? and spare the city Sodom and Gomorrah uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was a place of very much sin uh, it was a place of illicit immorality uh, it was a place where people had given themselves over uh, to doing the practices of demonism and satanic worship uh, they had given themselves over to lust and perversion uh, they were not living according to the plan of God for their lives uh, and God in his sovereign infinite wisdom and knowledge uh, he had mercy long enough but he got tired uh, and he told Abraham I'm getting ready to destroy the city uh, but I'm going to bless you and make a nation out of you uh, that will obey uh, let me tell you something child of God God does not need you uh, do you hear me God does not need you uh, if you will not obey God God will rise up somebody else that will obey uh, I know we think that we're wonderful and we're better than everybody huh but somebody can preach better than you. Uh, yeah, somebody can sing better than you. Uh, somebody can usher better than you. Uh, somebody can hold a seat down better than you. Don't ever get to the place uh, where you think that you have arrived and nobody can trump your gift. Uh, and don't allow the people to control you and make you feel like you're all that. People are very two-faced. Uh, people will tell you, oh, you were wonderful, Doc. Uh, you were great, Doc. I don't mind y'all. Uh, clapping your hands and jumping up when I preach huh? but I know that don't mean I'm doing a good job huh? that might just mean you want me to hurry up and shut down huh? I don't know what it's all about but I just want to make sure huh, that what I'm doing is pleasing God huh? yes huh? don't let people pump you up and make you think that you're all that huh? and that you are invincible and irreplaceable huh? you can be replaced huh? God said alright Sodom and Gomorrah don't want to obey huh? I am going to replace I'm going to destroy them and I'm going to make a nation out of the seed of Abraham 
God's going to have a people that will obey. I said, God is going to have a people that will obey. Uh, and what I love about God is that God is merciful. Uh, and God never throws us away right away. Uh, but God always is giving us an opportunity uh, to get ourselves together. Uh, God is always giving us a chance uh, to make ourselves ready. Uh, God did not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah when they first started sinning. Uh, uh, but they have been sinning for a long time. Uh, and their sin had become great and great and great uh, until it just stunk in the nostrils of God. Uh, and then God said, I'm going to have me a people uh, that will recognize how good I've been to them. Uh, I'm going to raise up a people uh, that don't need a praise and worship leader to make them clap their hands. Uh, I'm going to raise up a people uh, that don't need an organ to make them dance. Uh, I'm going to raise up a people uh, that don't have to be given an ultimatum to love me. Uh, but I'm going to raise up a people that will just live for me uh, just because I love them uh, and just because they love me. Oh, Jesus, because he first loved me. How I love Jesus because he died on Calvary and my soul loved Jesus. Bless his name. My soul loved Jesus and every time I think about the goodness of Jesus and what the Lord has done for me, my hands go up and when my hands stop waving, my hands come together. I got a clapping in my hand and I got a running in my feet because the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord has been good to me. Clap your hand and praise God in here this morning. Yes. And the Bible said that Abraham, Abraham, because these were his kin people. You got to understand that Abraham knew that his family was down there in Sodom and Gomorrah. He understood that his family was down there and he had a burden for the people. And he said, God, I know that you're getting ready to destroy the city. But God, if we can find 50 people in the city uh, that are righteous, would you still destroy the city? Uh, and the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, uh, the Bible said, uh, but God said if there are 50 uh, that are righteous in the city, I will not destroy it. Uh, and he said, but God, what about if there were only 45 in the city? Uh, Sometimes the picking gets slim. Uh, he said, will you still destroy the city? Uh, and the Bible said that he said, I won't destroy the city uh, if I can find 45. Uh, he said what about 40? Uh, what about 30? Uh, what about 20? Uh, he said I won't destroy the city. Uh, he said but God if there's only 10 in the city uh, will you destroy the city? Uh, he said if I go to the city uh, and I find uh, and if I find 10 in the city uh, that still love me uh, and that want to live right uh, I won't destroy the city uh, but the Bible said that when God sent the angel of the Lord to the city. Uh, the Bible said that he couldn't find. Uh, he could not find ten in the city. Uh, all he found was Lot uh, and his family. Uh, and God 
spared Lot and his family uh, and brought them out of the city. Uh, but yet he destroyed the city uh, because he could not find enough in the city uh, that were willing to turn from their wicked ways uh, and pursue righteousness and holiness uh, so that God would be able to spare the city. Uh, well, I'm closing now uh, because I know I'm boring y'all, uh, but I just came to church this morning uh, to ask you, is there anybody here uh, that said, God, I'm willing uh, to be one of the ones that you can use uh, to spare the city. Uh, God, I'm willing to be one of the ones uh, that will turn from my sin. Uh, I'm willing to be one of the ones uh, that will turn from unrighteousness. Uh, I'm willing to be one of the ones uh, that will intercede for the city. Uh, I'm willing to be one of the ones uh, that will be a part of the aggregation. Uh, God, if you will, uh, have mercy on the city please save the city please spare Milwaukee please deliver Center Street please start on the corner of 22nd and Center God do it in me I want you to be pleased with the city I want you to get the glory in the city God I want you to sweep through the church you've been sovereign with us you've been patient with us. We've been here for two years, but you called us to do a greater work. And God, I don't want you to replace me and establish another nation. But God, if you can do anything, do it in here. Do it with me. I'm ready to take the city. I'm ready to take the land. I'm looking for souls and more souls. We're in the midst of a campaign, 2,000 souls. God, I believe that you're able to fill your house with those souls. I'm looking for 10 good people that will help me to save the city. I'm looking for somebody that will help me to reach out to the lost at any cost. I'm looking but somebody that will say look at me I used to be a crack addict look at me I used to be a dope fiend look at me I used to be a prostitute but God delivered God changed me and if God can do it for me I know that God will do it for you let's take the city by storm let's pack the house let's win the souls let's get deliverance in the streets of Milwaukee let's win let's go higher let's go higher let's go higher I want you to know that the city of Milwaukee I understand uh, that in the city uh, we're not even 30% uh, of people that go to church. Uh, in other words, there are at least uh, 70% of the people uh, in the city of Milwaukee uh, that don't go to nobody's church. Uh, we ain't in competition uh, with nobody. Uh, but if we would get out uh, into the streets, uh, into the highways, uh, into the hedges, uh, into the byways, uh, 
and tell people uh, that Jesus love them. Uh, I believe uh, that we'll win the city. Uh, I believe uh, that our neighborhoods uh, would be safer uh, if we get our boys uh, and girls saved. Uh, I believe uh, that our grandbabies, uh, our sons and daughters uh, will be preserved uh, if we take the gospel uh, to the streets uh, and tell them uh, that there is uh, a better way. Uh, I believe God uh, for a turnaround. Uh, I believe God uh, that he's getting ready uh, to shift the atmosphere. Uh, I believe God uh, that he's getting ready uh, to spare the city uh, because somebody uh, is willing uh, to cry uh, out loud uh, and lift up their voice uh, like a trumpet uh, in Zion uh, and show uh, God's people uh, their transgression. Uh, is there anybody uh, in here uh, that said, Lord, uh, you can use me. Uh, have your way uh, in me. Uh, my storage uh, is empty uh, and I uh, am available uh, to you. Uh, I'm tired uh, of the mess. Uh, I'm tired uh, of the garbage. Uh, I'm tired uh, of the trash. Uh, but I uh, just want uh, you to have uh, your way uh, in me. Uh, my soul uh, say yeah. Uh, my soul uh, say yes. Uh, my soul uh, say yeah. Yes. So I just want to tell you today that I'm praying that God would save the city. I'm just looking for somebody who say, Pastor, I'll stand with you. I'll help you to be one of the ones that God can use to save the city. I want God to save me good. So I can be an example. So I can be a witness. I'm pleading with God. Don't destroy the city. But God, let the city be delivered. God, let the city be saved. Let backsliders come into the kingdom of God. Let people be delivered. But God, let it start with me. I want to be a follower of Christ. I want to be a disciple. Today, if you're here and you say, I want God to change my life. I want God to change my heart. I want to be one of the ones that God can use. I need to learn how to live holy. I need to learn how to live right. I want you to walk out of your seat and come down to this altar because today is your appointment with destiny. This is your opportunity. Come on. Come on and praise the Lord. Come on and praise the Lord. Come on, come on, praise the Lord. Come on and bless the Lord. Lord, I need a change of heart. I need a better way of living. Come on, let's clap our hands and praise God.
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, they're yet coming. Come on, there maybe one more. I know you're here. I know you're here. You want to come. Just come on. Don't wait on anybody. Just come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. go. Come on, they're still coming. They're still coming. Come on, they're still coming. They're still coming. Come on. Praise the Lord. be the glory. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're getting ready to pray, but I, I'm waiting on one more person. I'm waiting on one more person. You know who you are. You know who you are. You know you need to be here. Come on. Come on. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Look at that person and tell them, do you need me to walk with you? I walk with you. I walk with you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God be the glory. We have all come to the altar today. We've come for various reasons this morning. But all of us need God this morning. We want the will of God to be done in our lives today. Make sure that the house is covered today. I want to first lead everybody in a prayer of repentance. Because we want to be right with God. Let's say this, Lord, I admit I'm not everything 
that you want me to be. But it's my desire to be all that you want me to be. Deliver me, please, from sin and from evil. Forgive me for every sin that I've committed. Change my mind. Change my life. Change my heart. Make me what you want me to be. I thank you and I praise you because you are my God, my Lord, and my Savior. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Now you're on the altar this morning and some of you have accepted the Lord and others of you are here because you need God to strengthen you. You need God to give you your next assignment. But I'm going to pray for you today that God would bless and do what only he can do for you. I may not get to you personally, but there's some anointed prayer warriors who are here that are able to intercede on your behalf. If you have a special prayer request, they will pray for you concerning whatever that is. And God is going to move on your behalf. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask that you would help your people today. God, you know what they stand in the need of. Pray, God, that you would strengthen them. Give them the desires of their heart. Give them what they need. Make them everything that you would have them to be. Father, I bless you because you are the center of our joy. I bless you because you are our all in all. I thank you today because there is nothing that is too hard for you. And in you there is no failure. And I praise you, God, for every assignment that you've given to these individuals. In the name of Jesus, we praise you. We bless you. Hallelujah. Someone is going to pray for you today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.